Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 14th of July. I'm Steve Holden. And I'm Eleanor Sherwood. Another curfews come into force in the Sri Lankan capital as protesters wait for their president to resign. They have stolen the future of the children. They have stolen the future of the country. They have stolen the future of the youth. And there are hopes of restarting Ukraine's grain exports. In a world darkened by global crisis, today at last we have a ray of hope. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in Sri Lanka, where the beleaguered government has imposed another curfew in the capital, Colombo, to try to curb protesters who are furious with the country's leaders. There's been widespread anger because of the state of the economy, with soaring prices and a lack of fuel and food. Many people are waiting for the president to resign. He fled to the Maldives on a military plane leaving the Prime Minister in charge. The Times of London's Asia editor, Richard Lloyd Parry, is in Colombo. Roger Battery is going one way or the other. He's not in the country anymore. The, the next problem is that under the Constitution, his designated successor is the current Prime Minister, Ranil Rikramaratsinghe, who is in many ways just as, as hated and mistrusted by the protest movement as, as Roger Paxa. The acting Prime Minister ordered his military to restore order by any means necessary, but protesters weren't deterred by police using tear gas. Some also managed to break into the Prime Minister's compound. They took over his office, singing and waving flags. It's calmer in Colombo now, but before the latest curfew came into effect, protesters continued to take to the streets in droves. We are being oppressed and I think international community must know that this is a state-sponsored oppression and we need to take immediate action right now. People are still waiting for the president's resignation, but officials in the Maldives are now reporting he's taking a plane to Singapore, which will then transport him to Saudi Arabia. His departure has infuriated protesters who are already angry at him. We have to bring back him to the country because they have stolen our money. Not the money, they have stolen the future of the children. They have stolen the future of the country. They have stolen the future of the youth. These protests against the economic crisis in Sri Lanka have been simmering for months before hundreds of thousands of people took over key government buildings last weekend. 
And now the latest from Ukraine, where it's thought a deal will be signed next week to get grain out to the rest of the world. Turkey announced the deal with Russia, Ukraine and the UN to resume Ukraine's Black Sea grain exports, which could mean an end to a standoff that's put millions of people at risk of starvation. President Zelensky hailed the move in a video message on Wednesday night. We are indeed putting a significant effort into resuming the supply of food to the world market, and I am grateful to the United Nations and Turkey for their respective efforts. The success of this story is necessary not only for our state, but without exaggeration for the whole world. If the Russian threat to navigation in the Black Sea can be removed, it will alleviate the global food crisis. The agreement would involve Turkey setting up a coordination centre with the others involved in the deal, as well as ensuring the safety of the export routes. And it would have a global impact, as currently it's thought about 20 million tonnes of grain is stuck in the Ukrainian port city of Odessa. The situation has sent prices soaring for products such as grains, cooking oils, fuel and fertiliser. The UN Secretary-General has been optimistic about the potential deal, but he's warned there's still a long way to go before peace talks, which would end the war entirely. Antonio Guterres said it was a crucial step, but a lot of goodwill and commitment from all parties involved was still needed. In a world darkened by global crisis, today at last we have a ray of hope. A ray of hope to ease human suffering and alleviate hunger around the world. A ray of hope to support developing countries and the most vulnerable people. A ray of hope to bring a measure of much-needed stability to the global food system. More technical work will now be needed to materialize today's progress, but the momentum is clear. Turkey's defence minister said the deal would be signed when the parties meet again next week. On the way, Europe is hit by wildfires and a fugitive feline is found in Boston Airport. Times of London Daily World Briefing. As he continues his trip to the Middle East, Joe Biden says he would use force as a last resort to prevent Iran from acquiring nuclear weapons. The US president will sign a joint agreement with Israel's Prime Minister, Yar Lapid, in which they'll commit to never allowing Iran to get hold of them. Speaking to Israeli TV, he says it was a mistake for his predecessor, Donald Trump, to pull out of a 2015 deal under the Obama administration, which made it harder for Iran to obtain a weapon. That was in return for relief on sanctions. They're closer to a nuclear weapon now than they were before. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, whether or not the the Quds Force is going to stop or they're going to continue to be engaged in activities. We can act against them. Mm-hmm. and still have a deal where they curtail their nuclear program. Joe Biden's currently visiting Israel for the first time since taking office and has already said the relationship between the USA and Israel is deeper and stronger than it's ever been. He also spent time at Jerusalem's Yad Vashem Holocaust Remembrance Center. What was supposed to be a mainly ceremonial visit became a very deep bonding with the Holocaust survivors. That's the Yad Vashem chairman, Danny Dayan. I think that you could see in the eyes of the president and in the eyes of the two survivors how deep the emotions ran uh, during that conversation. One of those survivors was 86-year-old Rena Quint. He was so warm and he was so sweet and he wanted, he held my hand and he kissed me and it turned out to be a lot of fun. I never had fun in Yad Vashem before. The President of the United States came and gave us fun. 
pretty amazing. As part of his trip, Joe Biden will also meet Palestinian leaders in the West Bank on Friday before holding talks with Saudi Arabian leaders in Jeddah on Saturday. To Europe, where thousands of firefighters have been battling wildfires caused by a heat wave. Temperatures in some parts of the continent have hit 45 degrees Celsius or 113 Fahrenheit, bringing droughts and health warnings. In Portugal and western Spain, over 20 fires threaten villages and tourists' holidays. Albertina Francisco is from the village of Santiago de Guada in central Portugal and resorted to fighting the fire herself. There were no firefighters at my sister's house. Everything around it burned down, all the porches. The neighbours and my husband managed to put the flames out around the house. We had no one else. The firefighters and the aircraft only got here now. In Laria, where she's from, over 3,000 hectares have burned so far, and strong winds made it even harder to fight the flames. Authorities blocked major motorways and side streets, whilst in the south, luxury tourist resorts were hit. In Spain, the wildfires forced the evacuation of hundreds of tourists from a holiday resort on the Costa Brava. Holidaymakers on the beach watch water tankers fly over them, using seawater to fight the blaze. Marcus Bimkammer was there. We never thought about cancelling the, the holidays. We we just recognized, oh, it's, it's, it's getting closer and closer. So we, we uh, left the hotel or the, the resort and just thought about, oh, what's coming next? We yeah, kind of had a little angry feeling about maybe it's, it's, uh, the fire gets to our resort and our, our stuff that we left um, has uh, been, been left over. Um, but we never thought about leaving or cancelling the holidays. In France, Bastille Day fireworks were banned, with the health minister comparing the crisis to the coronavirus pandemic. Most of the European countries affected are now on high alert, and concerns are growing that the extreme weather could mean a tough summer for tourism and agriculture. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With today's sports news, here's John Jackson. The Open Championship golf got underway this morning in Scotland. On the eve of the first round of the major, former British Open champions Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy and Paul Laurie became honorary members of the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St Andrews. Woods has previously called the old course at the Scottish club his favourite place to play and said of the honour, it is not only the home of golf, but a place in this world that I hold near to my heart. Northern Irishman Rory McIlroy won the Claret Jug back in 2014 and was the pre-tournament favourite as he seeks to add his first major title in eight years. Speaking ahead of the first round, he said he plans on playing boring golf to achieve the holy grail of winning the Open Championship once again. The Open runs until Sunday. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. A judge in America has dismissed Amber Heard's attempt to get a new trial following her recent defamation case with her ex Johnny Depp. Her lawyers had filed a motion wanting the verdict either put aside or a mistrial declared after claims one of the jurors in the original case hadn't been vetted properly. But the judge said there was no evidence of fraud or wrongdoing. In June, the actress was ordered to pay Johnny Depp more than $10 million in damages after it was ruled she defamed him in a newspaper opinion piece. And finally, how far would you go to avoid coming home from holiday? Possibly not quite as far as Rowdy, a four-year-old black cat, who spent three weeks at Boston International Airport after she escaped from her carrier. 
She even managed to evade capture from a professional tracker in her bid to not return home to Germany. But in the end, she gave up the fight in exchange for some cat biscuits. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 14th of July. This podcast from The Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.